Hello lovelies, and welcome to another edition of LGBT In The Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Outsports Podcast Network, and we are chugging along towards the end of 2020 uh, here in December. I am I was so pleased with the the response to last week's show with Still Life with Apricots and Pears. I adored getting the chance to sit down and talk with them about their experiences and and really what wrestling can do to move forward for uh, trans and non-binary folks and and the like there. So I am pleased with that. I'm also pleased to see that we now know who they are going to be teaming with at Christmas Trios for Camp Leapfrog on the 24th of December. Uh, Molly McCoy and Boomer Hatfield couldn't have asked for two better trios partners there. So hopefully we'll see if they can pull out the win here in just a couple of weeks. But this week on LGBT in the Ring, we have another returning guest uh, back for the second time in just as many months. All Elite Wrestling's Nyla Rose, the native beast, returns to LGBT in the Ring. Um, Always excited to have a chance to sit down and chat with Nyla. Um, And we covered a a wide array of topics during this interview, um, you know, everything from the, the Be Boundless campaign, working with Director X on that, uh, that uh, video now that we've seen where uh, she got to take a, a sledgehammer to a car windshield and live out uh, a very fun fantasy there. Um, I don't know about you. I like destruction. Maybe that's why I'm into pro wrestling. I don't know. It's one of many reasons, I think. Either way, um, we talk about that. We talk about some of the the, uh, the stuff coming out around AEW games, because you know Nyla, avid gamer, um, also been jumping into the streaming game a bit more lately. Um, and we also talked a little bit about uh, the the news that kind of rocked the wrestling scene here in the past couple of weeks: Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship win. And the budding relationship between All Elite Wrestling and Impact Wrestling. Um, so we get into that a little bit as well. Uh, and um, there, we, <laughs> I will go ahead and point out this. Uh, we recorded this interview last week before Cyberpunk 2077 came out. Um, there's a we touch a little bit on Cyberpunk 2077 hype um, in this. And uh, if you want to hear my thoughts on that game. Uh, me and my co-hosts over on the Mr. Video Game Super Show, uh, the weekly gaming news show that I uh, am a trio, one of the trio of hosts on over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment, sun like the star. Um, we went for about an hour in our two-hour show, specifically on our thoughts around Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm not going to throw an hour of that commentary out on this show. Go check that out over at twitch.tv slash Entertainment if you want to get my thoughts on that. But uh, just making sure that we're dating dating this, this interview correctly because, yeesh, that launch. Uh, but you didn't come here for my thoughts on Cyberpunk 2077. That you, you came here for some pro wrestling talk and talking with some awesome out LGBTQ pro wrestlers like Nyla Rose, and we're going to get to that whole conversation in just a second. But before we do, I do have to offer a sincere congratulations um, to Jetta and Charlie Morgan. Uh, I, I believe uh, in the article that I wrote, uh, the British wrestling it couple uh, when it comes to LGBTQ personalities over there, um, they announced their engagement 
um, on Sunday, uh, and yeah, it's just it's awesome to see. You always love to see uh, relationships blossom and love blossom in in this way. You know, there's a lot of uh, notable LGBTQ pro wrestlers, or in Morgan's case, retired pro wrestlers that you know put their relationships out there for people to see, and you know that can be a very um, empowering visual. And you know this this particular one. Uh, the pictures they put out on Instagram were rather heartwarming, um, but also inspirational to a number of people, I would imagine. Um, yeah, so congrats to both of them, um, uh, and we'll see uh, when the wedding happens. And, and it's just great; you know, those two, those two are just perfect together. Have you ever watched any any of the the Pro Wrestling Eve shows that they were both on? Um, I always, much like when talking to Rebel a couple weeks ago. I go back to Chris Wolf's retirement show whenever Jetta came out dressed as fearful Jetta Morgan uh, whenever Charlie wasn't able to compete in uh, Chris Wolf's final match. And it's just one of those moments that uh, it, it hits you, it plucks all the right strings in in the heart and the mind. So, yeah, congrats to both. It's a, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, and you know what else you love to see or hear? In this instance, former AEW Women's World Champion Nyla Rose on the other side of the little uh, Blair. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring, and I am very excited to have back in probably the quickest turnaround for a return guest on this show. <laughs> I would have to Another say, it's, it's, it's either you or Billy Dixon, one of the two. So Fair enough. either way, two very, very, very good options for that for that good, honor. Good company. I'll take it. It's good company <laughs> right there. Yes. The native beast, Nyla Rose from All Elite Wrestling. How are you doing today, Nyla? Pretty good. I uh, I tried to be smart and sneak in a, a quick workout. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, am I sweating? Like I'm a little flustered. I tried to like Try to make myself presentable for you. <laughs> no, no, you're perfectly fine. We're just glad to have you back again, especially to talk about something that is so awesome, honestly, um, in terms of the, the Boundless uh, ad campaign um, that AW has started a, co- a little while ago. I think it was maybe a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, the like collaboration, weeks, yeah. yeah, the collaboration with Director X to put together this uh, this ad that, really highlights AEW's commitment to diversity, a lot of the, the story of them, you know, basically coming into a landscape that was dominated by um, WWE in the way that it was and really carving out their own path and becoming very, very successful in that path, but also showcasing what pro wrestling can be in, in that way. And I want to get into a little bit on like the message of it, but before we get into the message of everything, I do have to ask because this collaboration with Director X. Director X is like a major name when it comes to um, all realms of filmmaking. You know, obviously yeah. music videos, commercials, feature films. What was it like for you to have the chance to to kind of collaborate and work with Director X in, in on this ad? Okay, so uh, <laughs> it was it was a little funny, right? Because they're in the entertainment industry um there's a little bit of cloak and dagger sometimes like you never know who's got loose lips you never know you know when something is going to leak or who's going to leak it and then a lot of times stuff gets out and it's not even intentional you know like you may you may talk to a family member like oh my god i'm doing this thing and then 
that family member talks to somebody else, talks to a friend, and then next thing you know, it's all over the dirt sheets. So when it said director X, I'm thinking like, that's just a placeholder, right? Like I'm thinking like, okay, we don't know who the director is, but maybe maybe it's somebody kind of significant, right? So I, I show up on set and I'm like, oh, oh, it's like director X, director X. Like, <laughs> so I had, I had a bit of a moment. I was taken back a little bit uh, when I got on set, but yeah, like I'm no Justin Roberts. Like I, I could not give this guy a, a proper introduction. If you don't know who he is, please Google him. Uh, it, he's, he's done like everything. Uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal person to work with. Um, and, and, you know, I, I had a, a, some experience working with, with a couple of directors and he tops my list. Like he by far is one of my favorite people to work with. I mean, partly selfishly because it was so brief. Like I really want to work with him again, but he was so receptive to ideas and he was just really awesome to work with. I, I can't paint him in a, in a better light. Mm, that's awesome to hear. Like and you speak to your past as an act, as an actress as well. Like I assume like, getting the chance to kind of work in that environment again like felt very much like getting back on a bicycle ah it felt so good (laughs) it felt so good (laughs) why was that it it was wild like uh you know he had this this crazy concept and you know it, it was our first time meeting so he didn't know how receptive i was to it and he didn't know my personality, but like by the end of it, he was like, oh, this, this chick is wild. Like we could do anything. So you, you got my contact, give me a call. No, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I show up on set and he's like, you want the sledgehammer or the baseball bat? And I'm like, bet, let's do this. And I was like, you know, like normally you have to kind of, it's almost like uh, uh, having the carrot on the string with an actor, like trying to get them to do the thing. He was like, so we want you to do this. I'm like, can I get on the car? Can I do this? Can I do this? So I felt bad. He didn't have to give me much direction. No, I mean, like the segment that of, uh, that you're in is, is almost perfect. Like, and I have to imagine just being able to, to have that opportunity to, to take a sledgehammer to a car windshield. That's just, it just, it looked badass. I'm sure it felt badass. It, it did up until like, so cars are kind of weird in their construction. <laughs> I felt like such a badass, but then I would like, I would hit the door frame and a thing would go shooting out of my hand. And I'm like, I meant to do that. And I have to like run over and grab it and like still try to look cool, you know? But like, it was, no, really, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, I got way too into it. I'm like punching windows and it, like, I, I, I got a little too into it. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. No, it, it looked like it was a lot of fun, especially seeing some of the pictures coming out of that with you and Director X, like on the car. It just it just looked like a, a fun little, you know, like afternoon, I would say. It, it You know, it really was. And like this, this is a testament to his brilliance because I'm in the damn shot and I didn't even put two and two together. But, you know, he's like the whole the whole idea, his his vision behind smashing the car is for the boundless project, obviously. We're, we're smashing the status quo, smashing the stereotypes. And I'm like, oh yeah, subtext, I get it now. And I, I just think he has me doing a fun thing, but like there was actually like a little bit of a message behind there. And I was like, that was really cool to kind of hear his vision of it on the back end. 
Mm -hmm. No, and, and I think you see that throughout like all of the different segments there. I think a very oh, all yeah. all of the wrestlers involved like their their segments and their even their their set dressing and a lot of their actions are really tied into their characters, their personalities, and what they bring in terms of the the diverse presentation that is all elite wrestling in a lot of ways. Like I, I will admit it is kind of funny that basically Colt Cabana the whole time he's just making gear, which is <laughs> rad to see. Um but <laughs> but it's just it's just fun because like it's it's like little windows into each world of, of all the people that are featured in it. So I re I really enjoyed that myself as well. No, truly. And and like I, I just enjoy I, I enjoyed everybody's segment because like you said, they they played to everybody's persona and in, in that way you could kind of see how different everybody was but at the same time you see everybody's similarity so it was it was, it was just very it was orchestrated very beautifully mm, no, it definitely was definitely was um now obviously the the ad when it, whenever it came out and whenever the campaign started you're the first voice that we hear on it you're the first image on it <laughs> Um, no pressure, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, literally, the first words are "I'm a trans woman," you know. So, like, it's you're very much out front and center when it comes to the message of what uh, "Be Boundless" is is meant to be um, in relation to all elite wrestling. When did you realize? When did you see like the first the, uh, the cut of this and realize that you were going to be like front and center, the first voice on this? Uh Honestly, I, I didn't until it came out. And it was kind of like you, you said, it was kind of like, oh, oh, they they just gonna they're just gonna start it, right? Just jump right in the fire. Just okay. So it was it was a little bit of a shock, if you will. Just uh, you know, I'm thinking they'll, you know, squeeze me in there, have a snippet or two, but they were like, no, we're we're boundless, we're proud of our performers, boom, front and center, deal with it. And and like you know, behind the scenes, that's a really good feeling. No, I can imagine it would be. Um, was there any personal significance that, that you took from from that, basically putting you out front and really just addressing your identity at the very, very beginning of this before even like you had like Cody and the Young Bucks are in this as well. And they're like, you are there before they show up in this it's it's pretty damn cool to work with a company work for a company um work with a lot of people who aren't ashamed of you you know i i don't feel like a dirty secret i don't feel like you know the the cousin you have to stick in the coat closet at family did like i i feel like everyone's proud of me and and i'm i'm one of the team i'm one of the family mm. is that something you had experienced in uh, previous promotions that you'd wrestled at Oh, of course, of mm. course. And not, not just, uh, uh, you know, wrestling, like in, in the, in the theater world, you know, I've been turned down. They're like, quite frankly, we don't know what to do with you. You know, we don't, we don't know where you would get dressed. Like, you know, just little things like that. And people don't realize like how hurtful those words can be, you know? Um, so, so to have this kind of like 180, and be on this grand stage, this grand platform, working with people like Cody and the Bucks and Director X and everybody's like, yeah, it is what it is, whatever. Let's put it on film and show it to the world. Like, that's incredible. No, I can definitely imagine that that being very enthusing, um, especially knowing past experiences. Like, yeah. Um, 
and obviously the last time we spoke, we spoke a lot about representation and a lot about visibility for LGBTQ people and, and trans people specifically um, in the pro wrestling world. Looking at how this thing just kicks off immediately jumping into to your identity in that way, do you do you feel like that this really like enhanced that message for the company and for yourself in that way, especially considering that this really de- debuted on like national television, like and yeah. it's very much just out front immediately. Like what, what kind of impact do you think that that has had or will have in terms of exposing more people to, to trans identities and, and kind of making it more, um, I guess normalize isn't the right word, but it's the closest word. No, no, it it is. It absolutely is the right word. I, my hope is that by making a big deal out of it, it becomes not a big deal. Mm. Like as, as counterintuitive as that sounds like that, that's really the ultimate goal, right? Like let's, let's give flowers to TNT here for a second. Like this, this is their baby and they, they were like, no, you know, she, okay, she's a trans woman, so what? She's one of our lady wrestlers, you know, put her on some posters, put her on this commercial. You know, they're, they're not saying, oh, we don't want that on our television. They, they really don't care. They're like, Nyla Rose, like, yeah, money, print it. Let's do this. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> so by doing that, they're, they're essentially signing off on it saying, it is what it is. Times have changed. People are changed. Identities are changing. And, you know, we're proud to have her as a family. I imagine that's something like, just like with the AEW family, that's very gratifying to feel from the, the television network that is, you know, supporting this company as much as it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, this, I, I'm just going to be repeating myself talking to <laughs> you, but like, that, that's, that's really what it is. Is like, it, it feels good to have people in such a position to to be willing to make this culture shift and and progress and move to the future and speaking of progress and moving towards the future um aw obviously since day one has had a fairly different commitment to diversity when it comes to what we've seen historically in the pro wrestling world i would say you know a lot of lgbtq talent a growing number of lgbtq talent um, coming through the doors, whether they're working uh, on AEW Dark or AEW Dynamite, you know, or um, not to mention a number of BIPOC voices um, in the company. Um, what, whenever you joined the company um, back in 2019, did you kind of see, was that a, a sticking point for you in joining AEW? Or was that something that like kind of sold you on the idea? Uh, it definitely, it definitely did. I, I remember, I remember watching the the announcement press conference, and uh, I believe it was Matt Jackson who was like, you know, we don't care if you're this, that, or the other. Like, if you're good, we want you here. Like him just saying that out loud. You know, I I didn't know what my future held, but like just hearing him say that, I felt like I had an opportunity. You know, I, I, I wasn't immediately like, oh, well, I might as well not send anything in. Like, they're never going to look at me. Like, hearing him say those words out loud, I was like, these, these people might actually hire me. Hmm. Like, they're, they're sitting there, they're, they're making it public that they don't care about these trivial, insignificant things that have nothing to do with the quality of someone's in-ring performance. That's what they're focused on. 
in-ring performance, performers. I, I felt like I had a shot. I felt like I might have a life at this. Mm. It's amazing to see like what just like one one like little segment of a of a speech, one statement can make people feel so um invited Accepted. yes invited yes yes absolutely because that's exactly what it was it it felt like an invite it it little did i know the behind the scenes that i was on their radar but i already was like i i feel like i could send my stuff into these people and you know i it may not pan out but i feel like they'll at least take me serious mm-hmm do you feel like that's that sort of message is something that's lacking in pro wrestling as a whole? Obviously, in the recent years, we've seen a lot of advancement and a lot of um, uh, progress for marginalized communities within the industry. But, you know, it's still not necessarily where people want it to be in, in terms of, um, you know, an ultimate goal. Um, do you think that 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 message is something that's needed in more realms in the pro wrestling world or do you feel like it's starting to be more accepted more i i do think it's starting to be uh more accepted just broadly widely across not just pro wrestling but like entertainment just across everything um people are feeling more confident in themselves people are feeling uh like they don't have to hide themselves so that's giving them the courage to come forward and be honest and be open about who they are, which in turn feeds the machine. So it's 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 very much a cycle, um, you know, having people be proud of who they are, being loud and being proud is going to show the world like, you know, maybe maybe it's not such a big thing after all, you know, why are we getting caught up in all this this trivial BS essentially. No, and, and AEW has been at, at the forefront of, uh, in terms of the wrestling world and trying to like push that message forward and really doing it by example. Like, you know, at the beginning of the company, you know, we, they showed that commitment and saying that you and Sonny Kiss, Britt Baker, um, Kylie Ray for, for a little while there, like um, they made the commitment to show, like put their money where their mouth is. And they've continued to do that, especially with like recent signees like Anthony Bowens and Max Caster, uh, Will Hobbs, you know, they, they've definitely continued that message going forward. What, what has it been like for you to, to see that it wasn't just a lip service thing for the company as uh, over the past like two years? It's, it's been, it's been an immense source of pride, you know, like it, it feels good to be able to be proud of where you work and, and not have to defend them. And, and everything's honest, everything's genuine. So I, I have no problem standing up for where I work. I, I, I love this company. I love what they stand for. I love everything that's going on. Um, you know, we've, we've made some big changes. We've made some big impacts, if you will. No pun. Okay. Pun slightly intended. I was about to pun say slightly intended, but uh, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's just been a matter of uh, taking a look at the broader landscape and not so much where we are, but where we could be. Mm. Where do you think that that could be is like the next step for that? Oh, uh, that's, I, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, what's, 
the future is always a mystery. So like, it's just no, it's... nothing's written in stone, right? Exactly, exactly. As long as you like, just taking the right steps, like you'll get to wherever you need to be. That's right. Yes. Um. So you you mentioned a, a very a very uh pun punny thing there, um. <laughs> because like while we're talking about being boundless in 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 this whole area. There's been a lot of uh, movement beyond traditional boundaries professionally in pro wrestling over the past couple of months with AEW front and center in that. Obviously, we had the, the uh, situation last week with Kenny Omega, new AEW world champion, and Don Callis, and them showing up on Impact last night um, and discussing the a just seeing the AEW championship belt on an Impact programming was was crazy it's something like it was it was it was a mind f right like yeah. it was it totally was like this isn't supposed to be happening but not only is it happening like people want it to happen like, <laughs> they, they made this happen um mm -hmm. it, it's i love it i love it i i honestly the last time i recall seeing anything of this nature is when Shane McMahon showed up on WCW, yeah. you know, and, and good God, like how long ago was that? But that was such an exciting time. And here we are on the forefront of, of like another era of things like that could be, it's very exciting. No, it definitely is. And like, it really shows that this, this kind of segmenting of the pro wrestling world, you know, one, it was, kind of trivial in, in a lot of ways and it kind of i think a lot of people have viewed it that way you know it's just basically like we're a different company we don't mention the other company but there's power in cooperation and and finding ways to to work with with other companies in that way and impact isn't just the only one obviously we've had a lot of involvement with the nwa uh, with the NWA Women's World Championship being defended multiple times, obviously Thunder Rosa bringing it over, Serena Deeb, the current champion. We even saw that title de uh, defended on an AEW pay-per-view um, yeah. with Serena Deeb and Allison Kay. What is it? What is, What do you think is the overall message of like this this kind of coming together of these companies? Uh, what do you think that says to the wrestling world? Um, you know, it's it's might be a little bit cliche, but like it's, it, we, we said it when we launched the company, time to change the world. Like things have been one way for so long that in, in a lot of ways they've kind of gotten stale. You know, the, everything's kind of expected, everything's formulaic. You know, now you've got like these exciting unknowns. You know, you, you can't very well say, oh, that'll never happen because you don't know. You know, two weeks ago, you would have never in a million years fathomed seeing a world champion from one company on a television program of another company. And, and now it's kind of like, okay, well that happened. Like, what else could happen? Mm -hmm. not, Very not just, exciting times. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And not even just, you know, the world champion showing up, but also like Tony Khan himself showing yeah. up <laughs> on impact programming he didn't he didn't sound too happy though <laughs> oh no I, I i think your tweet summed it up like if there's an oscar for passive aggressiveness <laughs> it, it sounded quite vexed <laughs> but this is it's just interesting to see like these things like because growing up as a wrestling fan like 
everything was so separate for for a reason and really the sh i think the reason why the shane mcmahon moment stands out so much is because it's really the first time if not the only time in a lot of wrestling fans lives that grew up through the attitude era that really got to see that sort of cooperation um in a way even if it was cooperation only in that wwe had bought the company at that point and, and um, not just that but it was it was taboo yeah it yeah was very it was very taboo you know think think back to your childhood how exciting was it every single time especially because we didn't have the internet in the capacity that we do now we didn't have the internet so there, there weren't really spoilers out there or, or we did have it but we didn't know how to use it <laughs> but but there weren't really any spoilers out there so the second somebody from company a shows up in company b you lost your ever loving mind and you could not wait to go to school the next day and you know be late to your first period class because you're busy standing by the statue in the main hallway talking about what happened on wrestling that night or was that just me that was very specific it sound like, <laughs> that sounds like that was just me well you take take the statue out put a flagpole in you got me there so you go. <laughs> we're there <laughs> No, it is very, very true. Like it's something, you it's stuff that you would always like. You you have those discussions with your friends that watch wrestling about, you know, like who would who who would you want to see face each other from different companies? Like it's all these different ideas that you throw around, but you throw them around never thinking they're actually going to happen. Um, and now, like nineteen years after Shane McMahon shows up in Panama City, um, you have a chance here where you can put together some of those matches because i mean we've seen you know we've seen people from the the nwa roster come in thunder rosa has been outstanding every time she's shown up on on the screen yeah. there um serena's been killing it as champion um but impact also offers a number of great amazing opponents in the women's division um for you Absolutely. and for so many other people i know like it, I know in you the have company a, as a whole, but like you know, look, especially the women's division for sure, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that you have like a, some history with Jordan Grace, and there's been a lot of people since this being thrown around ever since the the relationship has started that people have been clamoring for a Nyla Rose Jordan Grace one on one. Um, obviously, I think that would be fun. But are there any you know what do you think of that with Jordan, and are there any other people on that roster that you look forward to possibly interacting with at some point? All of them, all of them. That's a word. <laughs> all of them. Um, no, truly, uh, I've I've got a little bit of history with with quite a few of them. Um, I I believe, uh, if memory serves correct, the only two I really don't have any uh, our roads never cross would be Taya and uh, uh, Diana. Um, like I mean, I mean, I've met Diana. I've seen her at shows and stuff, but we've never had any entering. Um, so selfishly they would be at the top of the list just because we haven't but yeah for sure you know all of us are on much bigger platforms now we've all grown by leaps and bounds and i, I would i would love to get in there for some rematches and dream matches <laughs> no i and i think a lot of people would be excited to see that happen um so obviously like don't want to get too inside baseball here but what do you hope to see from this this relationship with impact going forward uh, for, for yourself, as well as like branching out to possibly involving other people. I know there's been a lot of messaging around, you know, possibly like a desire to like 
talked to Ring of Honor, talked to New Japan Pro Wrestling, like a number of a number of places. Um, like what what has it been? What what is that for you? What are you? What are the expectations for you or the hopes? Honestly, I could probably fill a whole episode of just things I hope would come of this. Um, so I'll just I'll kind of like sum it up. I'll put a nice little package it's the holiday season we'll put a bow on it the the biggest thing the biggest takeaway that i i truly hope for is that uh this is the change in the industry this becomes the new normal um i i truly hope that it 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 uh this isn't kind of a gimmick you know like i really hope that this is something that can be there moving forward mm-hmm. no, i think that's the hope for a lot of people honestly because like there's a there's a lot of power in cooperation and and you know not separating yourself in a yeah. lot of ways much like this the, we've been talking a lot about diversity like diversifying everything like just like shaking everything up a bit like it, it just makes things that much better going forward sure um, and and you know it's it's uh people think back to when everything first like the the very very infantile days you know, we said from the get-go that we were open to working with other companies. And this is us putting our money where our mouth is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, yeah. and people people get impatient. It's a, it's a little bit excitement, but a little bit our conditioning. You know, you, you post something online and you want those likes right away. But like, just be patient. Things happen when they're meant to happen. And look how awesome it was. <laughs> no, definitely. And um, it's apt that you bring up like impatient feelings because um i do want to move on to something that was just recently announced by by the company i believe it was last month um aw games um obviously there are a number of projects in the works right now um but i think the one that is exciting people the most is the fact that ukes and uh the brain behind wwf no mercy is working on a like full-fledged aew pro wrestling video game that we got like a little snippet of during that promote that um a presentation from all of those steve jobs lookalikes um um, obviously you are really big into video games you stream uh somewhat regularly um i you know and i've seen a lot of your tweets being out there being very excited about the new console generation about cyberpunk 2077 obviously yeah one one more day oh no you're fine um but obviously like this means that you're you are going to be featured in in this game i would say so i mean you've held the women's world championship if they if you're not in it that's a crime in my opinion (laughs) um obviously like there are a number of people out there that have their like nyla rose created characters in fire pro but like this is like the first time like you're you yourself are going to be in in this thing from the scratch what does that feel like for you uh it feels awesome because i don't have to wait two and three days to actually play the game because I'll spend the first two and three days making myself. I can just open it right out the box and like jump right into it for the first time in history. Uh, no, it's it's really cool. Um, I, I don't even know how to put that in words. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's really, really cool for so many reasons. Uh, I, I love art. 
I, I love all kinds of art. So anytime an artist out there takes the time out of their day to use their skill to draw me, like it absolutely floors me. Like, so to have a team of programmers, like creating me in a game, it's like, you're, you're me, really, of all people, like me, it's, it's very cool feeling. It's very cool feeling. Um, and then, like you said, just being, being a gamer, seeing yourself kind of immortalized in something that you, you yourself love, like, I can't fathom it. I, I'm really having trouble with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I can understand that in, in a way, like, I, I can imagine, like, if, if, if I was in the same boat, like, I wouldn't know how to deal with that. Like that's that's cool. Like it's yeah. like the internal is just like exploding. Like in terms of yeah. Like, like I I'm I'm used to sitting down for like hours upon hours and playing with the sliders and like you know trying to get everything right. Like, nope, don't like that. No, and it's it's someone's doing that for me. Like that's so cool. <laughs> no, I mean that. It, it speaks to, I think, um, something uh, something awesome. Like, obviously, in the games world, um, you've seen a lot of um, advancement of the, the voices of LGBTQ people within the development world. Um, you know, a lot of indie developers are telling explicitly LGBTQ stories in, the, in their yeah. games and stuff like that. Um, it's awesome to see that come to pro wrestling in the way that it is. Because, like, to my knowledge, you would be, like, the first like trans person in pro wrestling to have their their likeness like immortalized in a video game from the get-go yeah see things like that escape me because i i literally never thought about i never <laughs> thought about it like that um but maybe i should get on the phone with guinness and, and ask if i could get like one of those plaques of like records or something um but yeah it's it's of course there have been tons of other trans video game characters of course but but this intersectionality of like pro wrestling pop culture video games you you might be right <laughs> yeah i mean i, I to, like i said to my knowledge I, I believe so um but but either way whether you're first or not like the more is the more the merrier the fact that i'm just there exactly yeah that's a statement in and of itself yeah, while, while I'm busy being speechless, it's going to mean something to somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when, when I find the words to express that, like, then then we can move forward. <laughs> but um, but no, it is it is pretty cool to to have that brought to my attention. Um, you know, you, you never know something so little can mean so much to somebody. So for somebody out there ripping open copy of of aew you know super blast or whatever we call the game whatever it's gonna be uh when they when they rip that open whoever they choose is there is there is their main to kind of jump into the game if there's one person out there who's excited to play as a nyla rose for reasons uh i think that makes everything worth it no i definitely second that definitely um I, before we move off of games real quick, I just have to say, um, I just have to congratulate you and the spouse on that Mega Man fit at Full <laughs> Gear. That was on point. <laughs> like, it was just, it was so good. I love it. 
Shout out to Kel. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That yeah. was, uh, it was kind of a, it was a bit of a last minute. Um, it was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know what I want to do. Let's just do it. Do Mega Man. Do Mega Man. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> well, honestly, like even knowing that makes it even better because like, if it was like a last minute thing, just like knocking that out in the way, in the way that she did, like it was just, it was perfect. Oh yeah, mind you, when I say last minute, like last minute for me, like we, it was still like two, you know, a month or two out, like once, uh, once okay. all the ducks were in a row and, and we had pins of paper that I would be, you know, taking on Sheeta, it was like Mega Man right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I, I was thinking weeks, but no, that still makes sense. <laughs> So um, I guess as we, we wind down here a little bit, um, I do want to kind of get back to the, to the message of, of the ad campaign specifically. Obviously, we've applied, like, you can apply this boundless idea to so many different areas, like what, what the company's doing in the gaming sector, what they're doing in their relationships with other companies, um, their message to different marginalized communities as a whole um, in terms of acceptance. But for you personally, what does be boundless mean? Uh, you know, I, I love it. I love it. I, I didn't really uh, hear much about it. You know, you heard some buzzings and everything, but when I got on set, that's when it kind of like, hey, this is what we're going forward. I absolutely love it. I think it's perfect for, for AEW, for our brand, because um, it, it very much is, is uh, to me, it kind of evokes the mood of like, you don't have to be who anyone tells you you are. Who do you want to be? You know, mm. so you can push those envelopes. You can go as far as you feel you can take yourself. And that's a big part of what being boundless is. You you set your own boundaries. You break those boundaries. Could have said it better myself. Spot on. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, Nyla, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me again on somewhat short notice. Always, but, always a blast. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Let everybody know where they can find you online and uh, where they can check out AEW. All the things, type in Nyla Rose Beast. I'm talking Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. That's how you'll find me. I'm trying to help you guys out. Made it super easy. Streamline, boundless, baby. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much nyla yes thank you thank you very much had a blast like oh, always let's do course. this again yes i'm always up for it i'm always up all right thanks once again to nyla rose for for stopping by yet again here on the show um i might have misspoke i think i said billy had the uh billy dixon had the quickest turnaround in terms of uh spots on the show um Billy and I think Lolo McGrath as well. Uh, both of them are, are right up there with Nyla in terms of how quickly they came back onto the show. So uh, still good company, great company, amazing company. Uh, and I do always enjoy the chance to, you know, goof around and get deep with um, some of these topics with someone who I know could uh, powerbomb me straight to hell. It's always fun. <laughs> Um, but that's going to do it for us here this week on the show. Come back next week. We have only have we have two weeks left in 2020. Uh, one of those is going to feature my interview with Jordan Blade, the ankle breaker. We're going to talk to her next week and learn all about um, her experiences in pro wrestling, coming back from injury um, in 2019, and a, a 2020 that uh, was full of firsts for her. Um, 
Yeah, it, it was great. We got a chance to chat right after um, her appearance in Synergy Pro Wrestling in the Women's Garden State Invitational Tournament with her matching as Trisha Dora stealing the show. Um, and also her weekend at Paradigm Pro in their uh, UWFI Contender Series, which is set to debut hopefully soon over on independentwrestling.tv. So, yeah, it's a fun chat. And then, of course, after that, uh, the QWI 100 will be discussed, will be released, and it'll be a, a fun time to close out the year on December 31st when we chat about the QWI 100, the top 100 LGBTQ pro wrestlers for 2020. Um, I have really enjoyed putting this this list together, um, and I cannot wait to share it with everyone else. Um, it's, I don't know, it. it's daunting, but it's amazing all at once. So look forward to both of those shows. Next week, Christmas Eve, Jordan Blade, December 31st, the QWI 100, and then into January and beyond uh, into the new year. So, But, of course, we cannot say goodbye without thanking some awesome people who make this show as rad as as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride flag design by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah and the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, that's off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, of course, if you want to check out the uh, Garden State Invitational that Jordan Blade competed in uh, this past weekend, or you know you want to go ahead and prep and get ready to watch that Paradigm Pro UWFI Contender Series whenever it does drop, you can uh, go over to independentwrestling.tv, use our promo code LGBTRingPod, and get five days free. Um, just use our promo code LGBTRingPod, or you can visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and get a nice little trial period to test out some good stuff. So much good stuff up, up there. Any any kind of wrestling that you could desire. Also, they got shoot interviews. And who doesn't like... I mean, you come here for pro wrestling interviews. It's not necessarily a shoot, but they're, they're over there as well. All kinds of stuff to uh, fill out those five days and hopefully beyond that. Uh, but, yeah, promo code LGBTRingPod or tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. Follow the show on Twitter at LGBTRingPod. Follow Outsports on Twitter at Outsports. And like I said in the opening of the show, if you want to uh, hear some of my uh, discussions on video games, um, you can always go check out the Mr. Video Game Super Show. That goes live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over on twitch.tv slash Entertainment, Sun like the star. Um, it's just good two hours of me and a couple of friends just going through the week's gaming news and critiquing, analyzing, and having fun uh, where we can with the year's gaming news. We have our Game of the Year um, show coming up here uh, in a week or two, and I am still putting my list together because I procrastinate. It's, it's, it's fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, that is going to do it for us here this week. Um, so, as always, y'all stay messy. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. 
and prepare for Winter Wham. Bye! She made a deal with the demon so a lover could live When the moon is high and the devil is chopping stick It's the formula six, six, six